This is the Child Deception Podcast powered by Awana. My name is Ross Cochran, and I am so glad you're here. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I am joined by Melanie Hester and Mike Handler. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Always awesome to connect. That was Mike, uh, for those of you listening. Uh, those of you who are watching, you're going to be able to see this. But um, guys, uh, to, Mike serves as the Chief Communication and Innovation Officer, and Melanie is the Director of Discipleship Engagement at Awana. And uh, one of the best parts about what I get to do at Awana is I we get to work on the Child Discipleship Forum very, very closely together. Now, some of you are hearing this and you're going, Ross, I've heard you talk about the Child Discipleship Forum a lot. I don't, there's nothing else I could possibly learn about the forum. So I want to be really clear that the purpose of this conversation today is to talk about this year specifically some things that are new, some things that make this year's gathering unique, but also to really speak to a few different folks, types of folks within our community and what they can expect at the 2023 gathering and why Awana does this generally. So Mike, I want to start with you though, just to kind of set some expectations. You know, there are folks every week who pick up the podcast or are going on to childdiscipleship.com for the very first time. There are new folks engaging with uh, what Awana does every single day. So for those who have no idea what we're talking about, can you let them know what the Child Discipleship Forum is? And from your perspective, what to expect this year in September? Yeah, that's a that's a good question, Ross. I think that the kind of the basis of the Child Discipleship Forum is bringing together individuals whose hearts beat for the next generation. So uh, I've, I'm a parent of four kids, uh, ages 10 to 16. The child deception forms for me. Uh, I've served as a staff pastor at a church. The child deception form would be for me. I uh, planted a church uh, as a senior pastor. The child discipleship form would be for me. Uh, I'm teaching Sunday school this fall for fifth and sixth graders. The Child Discipleship Forum would be for me. So in that regard, uh, the Child Discipleship Forum is for anybody who uh, who wants to be a part of a wide-ranging conversation as it relates to children, the culture, and the church. Those kind of three avenues or verticals, if you were, kind of all intersect at the Child Discipleship Forum. You're gonna hear from leading voices, from pastors, practitioners, authors, speakers, all around, specifically this year, cultural formation and what we call discipleship or counterformation. Uh, the culture, uh, just like any culture, is forming kids. It's forming people in its image. It's, it's just what happens. Uh, and so we as believers, specifically those who are concerned with the lasting faith of the next generation, and by lasting faith, I mean the fact that they will know, love, and serve Jesus for the rest of their lives, we want to make sure that we can get together, hear from these individuals, work this out too amongst ourselves, because one of the great things about joining the forum live in person in the Nashville area is the fact that you'll be amongst peers, you'll be amongst others, you'll be sitting at round tables. We program in times of discussion, times of collaboration, those types of things in order to, to work through this together. Uh, however, if you're joining us online, that same experience is for you as well. You can join us either as a team online or as an individual like this, like Ross 
Melanie and I are, you know, we're all in front of our computers right now. And we would be able to participate together uh, more than just like, you know, Monchanan Cheetos and watching content. We're actually able to mm -hmm. interact. Uh, Ross is actually one of our online hosts. He does an amazing job, as do the others. But it's just a great time to get together, to think, to hear, to, to really consider what it is to disciple the next generation to follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. Yeah, well said. Now, Melanie, I want to, something that Mike said there specifically, which is, you know, we, we can gather in line, online, excuse me, and we can gather in person. And this year's uh, forum is at Thompson Station Church uh, in Tennessee. Now, people can find out more specific information in the show notes of today's episode. But I want one of the things that I know specifically to our community is there is this impetus to sort of go, I can't step away. There's this feeling of, man, like, I don't know if, if I'm worth it. I don't know if I've earned it. I don't know if it makes sense for me to travel down to the forum. And I'm reminded of something that Cynthia Dixon said, which is one of the best things you can do as a leader is say, you got this to the people around you and take the time to step away. But if I'm not there yet, what can, how can a children's ministry leader who is feeling all that it means to be a children's ministry leader in the year of our Lord 2023 understand the value of joining us in person uh, in September? You know, it's always going to be easier for us to exist in the spaces that we've created than it is to set a, a time and a like a marker down that says, okay, I need to go invest in the work that I'm doing, the things that I can know and understand that can only be done in a certain format or in through a particular voice. And I think that um, as we serve our churches, it can be really daunting to try to just embody the help that parents need, the uh, progress and growth that our senior pastors are looking for, to also be one-on-one, -on -one, like like knee down on the ground, eye to eye with that child, you know, who's who's coming in week after week, and to try to think that we can fill all of those roles and stay within an ecosystem is, is actually putting too much pressure on ourselves in a way that we will never be able to fulfill. And so there's, there's two parts to this that say that to be able to disconnect for just a couple of days means that you're saying that as a leader, I actually can't do this on my own. I can't read enough books. I can't fill all of these roles all by myself. Um, but the other thing that you're saying is that I can do the best with the help that God's put in front of me. And that's why we created the forum is for you to be able to come alongside other leaders who are navigating the same questions, who are asking and trying to create um, just strategies and synergies around the same thing that you're doing to help kids in your community connect with the Christ in a way that helps them know, love, and serve Him forever. And so what the forum helps you to be able to do then is say some of these people that you would not necessarily have been able to connect with because they're at churches around the country, you're now shoulder to shoulder with. But then you're all sitting in the audience with speakers who are experts in their field. What they're going to be talking about 
are, it's like the thing that God has called them to lead in. And so for two days, you just get to sit and listen and write down the things that um, you then get to take back and figure out what you get to do with over the next year. And so it creates this opportunity that one, you don't have to have access to all of the knowledge, all of the research, all of the things. You also don't have to fill all of the roles. But by coming, you recognize that you can do the very best that God has given you with. That's perfect. Because it's, you know, like Mike said, I have the privilege of being able to be one of the hosts for our online experience. And I would love for you to participate with us online. And I, I say that intentionally, right? Like if you're able to, if you participating with us online is the right option for your ministry, I cannot wait for you to join us. The team and I are working on some amazing experiences for this year. However, there is nothing like being shoulder to shoulder with folks who are walking through this same experience with you. So if you're able to do that with other churches who are from different contexts, but experiencing the same thing that you are, that is going to further your leadership. That is going to further what you're experiencing. You're going to be able to build community like never before. And if you're joining us online, know that our heart's desire is that you're doing so as a team so that you're doing that exact same thing just within the context of your own community. Um, Mike, I want to go to you here because one of the things that I want to make sure people understand, for folks who have come often, right, whether they've been each year or they've been uh, multiple years now, each year we've been able to build off of this experience. Now, most of the people listening have some connection to the church. So this is an audience that is very familiar with there is a Sunday experience that happens. There is an experience that we all put on, basically everyone who's listening. What is making this Sunday experience different? And why is it so critical that you, as someone who's one of the chief sort of architects of this, if you will, um, that we are continuing to innovate in this area? Yeah, I would say for those who've joined us the last couple of years, or maybe even one of the last two uh, form experiences, uh, you don't want to miss this year. And it's it's unique in the sense that, you know, every year we try to program it, we try to build it or architect it, to use your word, Ross, in such a way that it's very intentional, right? Like we intentionally pursue a theme. Now, we don't like t-shirt that theme up, you know, there's no, there's no theme swag per se. And there's plenty of great experiences where that's a, a really cool thing. But for the CDF, for the Child Disruption Forum, uh, really what this year, what we're talking about specifically is how do we raise kids with a different spirit? Um, you know, in my house, that's something we talk about actually verbatim pretty often. But in order to raise kids in a different spirit, we have to understand that there is, in fact, a intentionality that we must demonstrate as it relates to their formation. I, I used that word earlier in this conversation with you guys, you know, formation, both cultural formation and counter formation. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. If you've heard about childdiscipleship.com, then you've heard it's chock full of resources for kids ministers, parents, anyone raising kids to be lifelong Christ followers. The site's almost a year old now, and like any other one-year-old, whoo, has it grown. If you head to childdiscipleship.com today, 
You're going to find simple ways to weave faith into everyday summer activities. You're going to find questions and conversation starters to ask your kids after church to help continue the conversation around child discipleship. You're also going to find tools to walk kids through gender identity questions, a biblical guide for anxiety, and resources dedicated to answering the question, how do I share the gospel with kids? Resources and articles and podcast conversations are constantly being added to the site. So go ahead and bookmark it and make childdiscipleship.com your go-to for equipping yourself and your team to form lasting faith in kids. That's discipleship, right? So that may not sound like particularly uh, uh, exclusive to this year type of theme, but what we're talking about this year specifically are what are the agents of formation and how are they either A, working together or B, how can they work together better, more effectively, if that's not being effective in your own local context? Uh, spoiler alert here, when we talk about agents of formation, what we're talking about specifically is the church and the home. And our, our, if you've been involved in church ministry or children's ministry specifically, you understand that there's a, there's a tension, sometimes unsaid and unspoken and sometimes very spoken about uh, regarding, <laughs> you know, whose responsibility is it as it relates to the chief, you know, disciple maker in that child or children's relationship with the Lord? Is it those in the church or those in the home? Is it some combination of both? Where does that balance might lie? That Those are the questions that we're pursuing together um, as a forum uh, this year at the CDF. So uh, it's really going to be a very interesting time as we hear from individuals you know, like John Tyson, Rich Viota, Sam Luce, who's a, a good friend of the forum, uh, Elizabeth Smith, uh, we're hearing from Jared Kennedy and so many others as it relates to, okay, what are these agents of formation? Your story, Ross, your story, Mel, my story, I, we're all friends, right? I mean, we all, we've all talked about our past. We all know that there was a version, uh, a balance, if you will, maybe, maybe a little heavier on one side or a little heavier on the other side as it related to our own experiences in our discipleship journeys with the church and the home. And as parents, which we all are, uh, we're concerned about this from the standpoint of wanting to equip those in the home as well as equip those in the church to be the best disciple makers they can be. Yeah, because it's it, that concern is this universal thing, right? Mike, I love how you're talking about how it's this thing, that tension is sometimes said and often unsaid and sometimes shouted. Um, because Melanie, the thing that I think when I think about the difference between the first time we're doing this and the amount of what we're planning for CDF twenty three, one of the things that I know, you know, you serving as one of the MCs, you also serving as one of the architects of this experience, is making sure that we're creating space for our the folks who are there to feel heard but also making sure that we're making space for the folks who are there so that the conversation doesn't stop at the forum. If I'm a children's ministry leader and I've come once or I've come both years and I'm getting ready to come the third year, I clearly have understood the value of the experience. But what I want to make sure we articulate as plainly as possible 
is how us here at Awana want to make sure that we are continuing to see that value and how we are building off of the fact that these people are continuing to trust us. Mm-hmm. How do you see the person who's coming back? What are you hoping that they experience this year if they've already experienced, if they've already been at the forum? Yeah, you know, when we sit in just thinking and praying through what it looks like for a child to be formed by the various things around them. And that's something as simple as like the area that they live in, right? There's typical, just normal cultural things that happen that, you know, have you ever moved somewhere and all of a sudden you're like, huh, never heard that before, right? Those are, those can be like super innocent things that form them to even to the point of where there are these big cultural rocks that are forming them that are so, um, just on they're they're unbiblical. And we're looking at that. So a leader is going to have come to the forum and potentially they're like, our hope is that when you sit down and you create the headspace to be able to engage in the forum, that you're recognizing a couple things. That one, you don't have to be the expert in this space. That's why these experts come in. You also don't even have to be the expert that then goes back to the church and disseminates all this information to them. Your role is to understand that these are the things that kids are experiencing culturally. And then now you get the opportunity to say, so how in light of that, do I help them to grow in loving kindness towards each other, to grow in faithfulness to the Lord? And so when you come back to the forum, it's another opportunity that marks um, today is a different day. To, like these are different kids than I had last year, and I want to get into a space where I can understand that what formed them a year ago might still be there, but also might look differently than they do today. And so then how do I then ask the same question? In, in light of what culture is shaping them to be, what does it look like for them to stand as lights in the darkness, representing Christ, knowing them, because that's where I have influence, and that's what God, God has called me to do. I would also add to that really quick, the fact that this team and so many others who we work alongside has prepared so many other great tools, resources, and kind of bonus material, if you will, that go alongside uh, much of what each speaker is speaking on at the forum. So there is going to be just not the experience live that you can experience in person or online, but there's a ton of bonus material and content that quite frankly, our childdiscipleship.com team, of which Melanie is a part of, and others have, have been hard at work kind of putting together just amazing tools that take advantage of all the greatest, latest and greatest research and findings and insights and all the stuff to help make this not just an experience that you're going to want to treasure in person, but tools that you're going to be able to also bring back and practically implement within your local context and community. Yeah. You know, when we sit in just thinking and praying through what it looks like for a child to be formed by the various things around them, and that's something as simple as like the area that they live in, right? There's typical, just normal cultural things that happen that, you know, have you ever moved somewhere and all of a sudden you're like, huh, never 
heard that before, right? Those are, those can be like super innocent things that form them to even to the point of where there are these big cultural rocks that are forming them that are so, um, just on they're they're unbiblical. And we're looking at that. So a leader is going to have come to the forum and potentially they're like, our hope is that when you sit down and you create the headspace to be able to engage in the forum, that you're recognizing a couple of things that one, you're, you don't have to be the expert in this space. That's why these experts come in. You also don't even have to be the expert that then goes back to the church and disseminates all this information to them. Your role is to understand that these are the things that kids are experiencing culturally. And then now you get the opportunity to say, so how in light of that, do I help them to grow in loving kindness towards each other, to grow in faithfulness to the Lord? And so when you come back to the forum, it's another opportunity that marks um, today is a different day. To like these are different kids than I had last year. And I want to get into a space where I can understand that what formed them a year ago might still be there, but also might look differently than they do today. And so then how do I then ask the same question in in light of what culture is shaping them to be? What does it look like for them to stand as lights in the darkness, representing Christ, knowing them because that's where I have influence and that's what God, God has called me to do. Yeah. Over the next few weeks, folks who listen to this podcast on a regular basis are going to hear from speakers individually. They're going to hear conversations that I've had. They're going to hear conversations that Melanie's had as we take the time just to get to know them. Because, And one of the my favorite things about preparing these conversations is you hear how no matter what area of expertise you guys were talking about, they're all coming in with this same sort of unified mission and this same passion. Every person who's there is coming in with knowing that this really matters and we got to get this right. And Mike, I want to hammer home something, which is, you know, one of the things that we got a lot of feedback on each year has been, man, I wish my senior pastor was there. You know, and Mel, I want you to speak to this too. Let's say... I've been, now I've brought my team, and my team includes my senior pastor, right? And I'm navigating that, that delicate situation. What advice can we offer folks who are sort of having to kind of play host in that moment without um, turning it into that awkward, like, no, you don't have to play matchmaker, Right. Like, how do we help the person who's there, who's been to the forum before, not have to feel like they have to sell these things to everybody else that they've brought? Yeah. First and foremost, if you're in that position, let me just say on behalf of this team and behalf of want to thank you for trusting us. Uh, our hope is the fact that we are putting on um, not just an event, but um, a discussion, a dialogue, a moment in time, perhaps, as Melanie has been talking about it as that is so beneficial for you and your church that, you know, it's not just about a program or a methodology, uh, but this is about the mission of child discipleship, which we as Awana believe is the most critical mission in the church today. 
Um, you know, as we think through the next generation of community leaders, family leaders, church leaders, those are the kids in our children's programs and the kids that they hang out with on the neighborhood uh, playgrounds and school and classrooms everywhere. So uh, if you're a children's ministry director, if you're a children's pastor, if you're somebody who's bringing your senior pastor, let me make you a couple of promises. First and foremost, we're not going to embarrass you. You know, there's not going to be, you know, anything that you're going to feel cringy about or anything like that from a standpoint of like programmatic elements. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, the second thing is I think you're actually going to kind of look like a hero, honestly, because what you're doing is you're inviting that that leadership of your church into a better conversation. And what I mean by that is that this is a conversation that your senior leadership team or your executive leadership team or whatever, however you might have your church structured, they're going to be immediately able to relate to the tensions and the topics that are going to be presented. Um, this is far less about the week to week um, logistics uh, that practitioners um, find themselves in the midst of. Now, it's not to say that those individuals aren't able to relate to this content. We believe that they are actually. Uh, but really where this comes down to is what is that missional element in your church that's going to help form kids in the image of Jesus and allow them to follow him, pursue him, no matter the culture or context for the rest of their lives. Now, again, as a, as an ex-staff member on the church, uh, an ex-staff pastor, an ex-lead pastor of a church plant, that to me is intriguing and engaging. It's it's one of those things that's a little bit even provocative because let's face it, I mean, our our the world we live in, um, it feels a lot different than the world maybe we grew up in. The world we're leading in and trying to to form disciples in feels a lot different than that in which uh you know we came to faith in for those who of us who came to faith in Jesus as a child. So then what is it then that that creates disciples with lasting faith? You know, how do we engage and embrace some of the things that we're facing, uh, but also just biblically and critically think through some of these uh, issues and topics uh, from a standpoint of, okay, what does the gospel, what does Jesus say about this? What does the Bible say about this? And how then do I apply that to my ministry? So again, we're not going to embarrass you if you're bringing your team or, you know, your your executive leadership or senior leadership. Uh, we're also hopefully going to help you feel like the hero. Uh, our, our goal is such that you and your team should be able to walk away from this in just in the midst of engaging conversations. Some might be challenging. Some might be enlightening. All of them will be biblical and all of them will help you kind of look forward in a way that could say, okay, what is it that we are going to have to, uh, to consider? What is it that we're going to have to either strengthen? Maybe some of the things that we're going to have to drop, whatever it might be, in order to help create environments where we can intentionally lead kids to follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And with everything that you just said, that's so true. And to kind of just add the cherry on top to just, just what you just said, Mike, I think... The other piece is to recognize that uh, you can't convince anyone. So if that's like your position coming into this, then I'd, I'd, I'd implore you to pause and to pray 
and say, okay, Lord, this, like your heart, your goodness is saying like, Lord, this, my senior pastor really needs to be there. And so then ask like, Lord, would you provide opportunities to help connect this? And, and the Lord goes before you, the Holy Spirit will work there. And, and because if you look at the people who are coming to speak, they are leaders in their field. Some of them are senior pastors, they're lead pastors at their churches that might just be people who are influencing your lead pastor. And yet they're standing there and saying, we must not forget about the children. And so like, do your part to say like, Hey, I'd like to invite you to this. This is important. Give them the, the, the forum information and then let the Holy Spirit do it. Just do the work that God has empowered to do and, and let just that kind of sit. And I think God is going to show up in really big ways because of that piece, which is that these are people that they hear from. It might be sermons of people that they already listen to. It might be experts in the field of psychology or, you know, um, professors that they already are influenced by that all of a sudden their things say, this is important. Children are the key here. And that's going to make all the difference in the world. That's good. Two last things I want to hit before we wrap things up. I want to talk about specific speakers or just things that you're looking forward to. But before we do that, one of the things that stands out to me about that that I really want to make sure we hammer home is one of my favorite things about the forum. I had you guys on right after the forum last year in the hotel and between the three of us, there was like an energy level of like 4%. Right? <laughs> but one of the things that I remember from that conversation was my favorite part about that experience was how I think Handler, I think your exact quote was something to the effect. I won't try to quote you exactly something to the effect of, I'm so grateful that people trust us. Hmm. Right. And when I think about the child adoption forum, that to me is what the, it boils down to is that we have existed as the partner to you, the local church for our entire history. And the child adoption forum is an extension of that. But you coming to this forum or participating online, you are taking a step in faith and we are so incredibly grateful. And because of that step, we want to respond with generosity, not only with expert speakers, not only with resources and insights, but by continuing the conversation. So, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but things like making sure that you are connected to us via email or following us on social media or listening to this podcast or um, particularly have gone to childdiscipleship.com and checked out the resources and conversations that are there because those resources are specifically designed to make sure that everything that starts at the forum doesn't stop at the forum. Yeah. So Melanie, can you speak to, I know this is, you know, at the heart of everything you, you exist, everything you do, like why does that matter that we keep the conversation going in a particularly generous way. You know, when we're able to sit in a place where we can look around a room and we just see countless leaders 
look back at us and we realize that there's a unity in that space and that we're all working towards this goal of understanding what it looks like to walk in the ways of Jesus. All of a sudden, our um, in some ways, our differences tend to just disappear. And like we unify in a way that's like, man, I can't do this without you. And that's how we feel at Awana about what it looks like to partner with you is that it's like, hey, we can't do this without you, the local church. And so here's the thing. Um, we want to use everything that God has given us to equip you to reach the kids in your community. And so that means that that goes beyond the CDF. That means that um, on a random October, when you get an email in your inbox, we want to come alongside and help you with as much as we can. We want to surprise you with a, a particular conversation that you might not have heard before or a thought or just an encouragement. We want to just, we want to bring delight to your life because as we together walk towards discipling kids, um, we will only ever be as strong as the community that God has placed for us to walk and do this um, side by side. And so sure, we want you to be at the CDF. In fact, we want you to be there more than I can really even convey in this moment, but more like I want you to be a part of this journey long-term and we want to equip you and walk together alongside you. The Child Discipleship Podcast is powered by Awana. Thanks to the donations of generous folks like you, Awana partners with 62,000 churches in 130 countries to make resilient disciples. When you give to Awana, you are investing in lasting faith. Young people who will engage the culture with the gospel and fearlessly lead the church into the future. To make a donation to this mission, go to awana.org slash donate. Subscribe to the podcast today so you never miss an episode and check out the show notes of today's episode for relevant links from this conversation, as well as information about other podcasts from Awana. The podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ross Cochran. Our theme song is Fresh Air by Christian hip hop artist Josiah Williams and Hits by Jude. You also heard All Let Go, provided by Josiah Williams from his album Rerouting 2. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Music